Voices of the Streets, bring you people's struggles, a podcast published by the Alternative Information and Development Centre. Episode 5, Never Again India. India has always been a country of, of love. The, the constitution states that you cannot discriminate people on lines of caste, class, religion and the present government under the Modi regime is completely destroying what the constitution lives by and planting seeds of hate in every child's hearts. Since 2014, India has been ruled by Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Many have described his ideology as being neoliberal and ethno-nationalist. In the past few months, there have been massive protests against adoption of laws that are seen as anti-Muslim. These laws can dangerously weaken the secular state, while India frequently faces massive religious violence. People have lost sense of humanity. People are killing people on the roads. People are murdering them just because if you are Muslim, I will murder you because you don't belong here. They are spreading false sense of history. They are distorting history completely. And we have all gathered here to protest just that. The anti-Muslim policy of Modi has already led to violent attacks on Muslims and other protesting citizens. One of the latest examples is the attack on students who were protesting against discriminatory laws. On January the 5th, a masked mob using code words injured at least 35 students, sending 18 to a trauma centre. On January the 9th, people marched to the Indian consulate in Cape Town to show solidarity with the oppressed minorities in India, like the Muslims. We will reject the CAA, we will reject the NRC, and we will not show you our papers. What are the CAA and the NRC, and what do they stand for? The two acts that have been rejected in the slogans in our protest march, the Citizenship Amendment Act and the NRC, which is the National Register of Citizens. It's a discriminatory act. And what it does is it asks the citizens of the country to prove their citizenship to, to its government. And the act very discriminatingly lists religions that will be given citizenship through the Citizenship Amendment Act, which completely puts aside the Muslims. There's no mention of Muslims, of Islam, as a religion considered by India. Whereas, contrary to the fact that India is has always been a country that never discriminated against religion, did not divide people. So this is a simple act of divide and rule. It will hurt poor people. Ruchi Chaturvedi, an Indian national who's been living in South Africa for 11 years. It can also hurt dissenters. So dissenters' documents can be found to be faulty. And we can be put through years and years of trying to prove our citizenship to the Indian government. If you are of Hindu origin, you still have hope that you, you know, nevertheless will be able to find a home in India. But if you're of Muslim faith, if you're of uh, Islamic faith, then the law 
explicitly states that it will not grant citizenship or re-citizen, you know, will, will deem them as non-citizens, which means 200 million Muslims stand to be entirely disenfranchised. Marchers protest against adoption of those two laws, but they also protest against a more general political tendency in the country. The reason why I'm at the march today is because I reject any kind of racism against religion, against culture, or against human rights. Fatima Harun, a rep from the Imam Harun Foundation. Human dignity must be in place and we have a right to live where we want to. And if our birthplace is in India or South Africa or Palestine or Syria, we have a right to live in freedom. Today is very important that we support this greater cause for human rights. Extremist governments such as Modi and Trump are extraditing Muslims across the world and making them homeless people, but not only for Muslims, but all those that are underprivileged and that has a home, but at the end of it all, they will have no more home. So we're marching today as people who live in South Africa. Note that I didn't say South Africans or South African citizens, people living in South Africa. Adam Hobbt, Professor of Media Studies at the University of Cape Town. We're expressing our concern about the passing of legislation which actually reintroduces ethno-nationalist logic and discriminates against people living in India on the basis of religion. But actually, it's, it's more than just that. It's also it's a variation of ethno-nationalism, which sounds a lot like Zionism. That sounds a lot like apartheid, essentially, Nazism. And the reason we're marching is, is because whether you live in India or not, this is an issue which touches... So many parts of the globe, so many, in so many parts of, of, of the world, we're seeing a hard turn to the right. Many countries are embracing ethno-nationalist politics. So I think uh, why one of the primary and basic reasons why we're all gathered here and what we very primarily stand against is this attempt to really incise deep into the secular fabric of our nation, which is India. We, we, we're not saying that we are against India. We're saying we are against the Indian new rise of a India na Hindu nationalism. Salman Khan, founder and chairperson of the South African Kashmiri Action Group. And that is very dangerous because India always been known for its secular values and is its composite of a multinational society and they're losing it, they're diluting it to the singular and that is it's not a good thing because it's only now it's going to be an extremist Hindu will rule. In India, protesters were affected by violent responses to their protests. They are beating up students, they are silencing dissent. Two women yesterday just unfurled a poster saying that we reject NRC, we, we reject CAA. And a mob of 150 people were banging at their door. We grew up despising the idea of India that the Hindu right posits. We think of India as a plural, diverse place for all communities. 
uh, and hopefully egalitarian and equal place. But this government and these laws want to undermine all of that. So in such a state where, where mobs, mobs of masked men enter the university, the Jawaharlal uh, Lal Nehru University of Delhi, they entered armed with acid, being thrown on people's uh, on the students faces who were protesting the CAA iron rods and lathis which are cane sticks to beat people up people have been beaten vehemently and and rigorously the next day we realized the police has filed FIRs against the people who have been beaten up they are they are they are weaving all kinds of lies Modi's India the BJP specifically the party is 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 pushing back against freedoms which exist already in the Indian constitution is essentially undermining the constitution in very concerning ways because it reintroduces the logic of the partition of India, it reintroduces it into contemporary Indian politics and it can set off a genocide essentially. If you came to Assam before 1971? Assam region in northwest India has 34 million people. A third of the population is Muslim. You were regarded as a part of Assam. If not, then you were thought of as foreigners. And repeatedly, especially the Hindu right, which, whose political mobilization depends on constantly othering and constantly creating divisiveness between communities, picked on the migrant issue and picked on the poor Muslim migrant issue. As, as something that they could rally behind, cause even more divisiveness. They brought in the they brought in the NRC. They rolled out the NRC five years ago uh, in Assam, and at that point they thought that it would only exclude the Muslim migrant. Initially, there were four million people who were found to be outside of that, you know, who did not have the requisite documents. Eventually, it came down to 1.9 million people, and then it. Then it turned out that 1.3 million of those people were actually Hindus and people from indigenous tribes. So, so, so you've got an entire crisis. Their, their, their game plan sort of went against them. And then they come up with the Citizenship and Amendment Act. They had been rallying against immigrants, Muslim immigrants for a long time. And they bring in this act. Which, which says that Muslim refugees are not allowed, in, you know, will, not, will not be granted the home in India. The media is completely uh, bought and uh, only propagates one-sided views in India. So people really have no idea what the truth is. And the only voices that are erupting in every part and every street of India are uh, student-led movements. At the end of the march in Cape Town, 
The protesters wanted to bring a memorandum to the Indian consulate. Our immediate demands from the government of India are, one, repeal of both the CAA and the proposed NRC. Two, suspension of all building works of detention camps or transformation of existing prisons for persons detained under CAA, NRC. Three, cessation of police brutality against protesters and the tolerance of dissent. Four, release of all unjustly detained protesters. Five, protection of people's rights to protest peacefully without aggression, force and brutality. After the memorandum was presented, bad news reached the protesters. Consulate General of Well, I mean, it's very sad that they said that they will receive it. We were told by the police that they will receive the memorandum. But when we come here, they refuse to, they refuse to come down. They refuse to sign the memorandum. But it doesn't matter because the people, the police, South African police services, everybody's seen it. The captain accepted on the behalf of the South African government. It will be given to the sheriff of a court to deliver to the Indian. If you want to get further information, check out the Facebook page of People Against Apartheid and Fascism. Because this is the land of a Nelson Mandela, this is the land of a liberators, this is the land of a freedom fighter, and we will take it to the higher courts and we will make sure that we introduce a sanction. If they don't listen to us, we'll introduce the sanctions, we'll socially, morally, and politically boycott India. That's our message today, that's the outcome we like to see. Voices of the Streets, bring you people's struggles, a podcast published by the Alternative Information and Development Centre.